So excited and particularly pumped for this week's episode with Dania. I'm going to be fast into the weeds here because Dania's got a lot of golden nuggets for all of us today. Dania is one of my friends and, and coaching buddies who I'm just jealous, frankly, of like all of the different things on her resume. Most notably for this conversation is she is a freaking Olympic athletic coach and just deals with high performers on their mindset and now is helping business owners grow their business through that background. She's also well-versed in things like NLP or neuro-linguistic programming. Um, and if you guys are watching this live, you know that this starts out as a live show, gets repurposed into the podcast. So let me know in the comments, give me a one if you're a business owner and you know that mindset is important. I know it's almost becoming cliche at this point where business owners are talking about mindset, but sometimes we take that for granted. If you're watching the podcast, bear with me. This is going to be a more engaging video, hopefully. But Dania, I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. You're one of my favorite people too. So um, this is going to be fun. I'm super excited to be here and learn from you a bit too, and also just see how I can help your audience show up and, oh. and perform their best. You're, you're the best. And I'm so excited that we're doing it this week because next week is a big training that you're doing. And I wanted to make sure that everybody knows about this training, the context of it. It's free. So there's no reason why you guys shouldn't check it out, but it's going to be a limited time, right? Yeah. There's uh, the workshops happening Wednesday and it will be maybe available for replay for like five days and then we shut it down. So, okay. So let me know in the comments if you want this webinar. I'll make sure that I send notes or send a link in terms of the show notes and in the comments here. Dania, your mindset, what do you call it? Your call mindset it. mastery workshop on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know you, you've got a lot going on with a lot of different names. But in that workshop, yeah. you've got invisible dragons. My favorite. That you want to go through slaying. I love this. Tell us more about the invisible dragons. Yeah, so I call them invisible dragons because when it comes to our mind or our thoughts, we so easily grasp onto making it mean something about us. Results, external world, how we feel about ourselves. We like really grasp onto these thoughts. And when we think we're the only ones having these thoughts, but everyone has the same thoughts. So I call them invisible dragons because you can kind of like picture like whatever you want to picture, like this like little metaphor of this dragon. And it helps you disassociate you from your brain and your thoughts. When we can disassociate and create space, we recognize that we're not our thoughts, we're the thinker of our thoughts, we're the observer of our thoughts, but so many of us have a thought and believe it to be so true about ourselves and we get so caught up in it and it creates a lot of stress and anxiety or just like runs the show for people. 
So in the workshop, we're going to be talking about like how you can train or slay your dragons mm. um, because every high performer and everyone, no matter what level of success you are at, how you've determined that has these invisible dragons. It's just the high performers who succeed, know how to slay and train them mm. and get back on the horse. Those that don't and end up in this like pit of like pity and self-worth and, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done this. And all the nasty thoughts we experience stay off the horse and delay their results, delay their goals. So mm. dragons are just kind of fun. You can imagine them, but also it helps you disassociate really your thoughts from you because you're not. <sighs> That's so, that's so big. Was there, and I know we kind of started the conversation with me getting everyone's background on you being the athletic coach or the mm -hmm. uh, Olympic athletic coach. When you talk about this, this wisdom that you've learned about, like we are not the voices in our heads. Mm -hmm. Was that something that you discovered in your training? Was it something that you learned beforehand that attracted you to work with athletes? Yeah. So when I originally started working with athletes, it was all around physical autonomy. So strength and conditioning, athletic therapy, injuries, you know, helping the athlete get back in the game. And that's where my main thing was. But the funny thing is, and regardless if you're an athlete or not, you can understand, like, let's say you have a goal, right? And you have a plan. Here's a step-by-step -step plan to that goal. Most people still don't do the plan, even though it's like perfectly laid out for them, right? When we think about what's preventing us from sticking to that plan, that's where it's like, what is that? Like, you came to me for this problem. Here's your exact plan. Just follow it to a T. And then they don't do it. You're like, what? I don't understand that. But then with athletes, like the Olympic athletes, they follow the plan. Like they are just, you, in, <laughs> you actually have to hold them back because they just want to go, like they are a next level human beings. But what in the athlete world, when I'm dealing with injuries, when I used to, it's managing your mindset around that injury. So we kind of had a chat about this before. Like if someone makes a mistake on their event, they fall off a bar or they slip on their diving board and they crash. How do you manage your mindset to get back up on that diving board? How do you manage your mindset to like get back in the game? Or how do you manage your mindset dealing with an injury, knowing now you're out for six weeks and now you're just worried about, oh my gosh, will I get back? Will I not make the team? Will I like it's all this mindset chatter you have to manage. And so in working with athletes in the past, mental is just as much as physical in fact even more and i'll like just take a sidebar here for a second you look at the olympics everyone has training everyone's mm -hmm. like the top one percent of the one percent what is the main predominating factor determining factor that has people get gold versus not be podium how well you can manage your mind how well you believe in yourself like everyone your people win within like one hundredth of a second right yeah. and you're like what is that and so it's this inner drive, this mental fortitude to really push yourself in those hyper situations, in the times where you fall into that pit, to still stand up, get back on the horse and perform like you know you can, managing uh, your mind. I, now, I love this. Okay, so, yeah, go ahead. I'm entrepreneur. Well, I was just going to say, if you're not an athlete, entrepreneurs are just a different type of athlete. Mm. Right? Like oh, that's I how love I that. them. You're just so, a different type of athlete. When we pull back the curtain on, you know, your perspective of what these Olympic athletes are do, doing that, you know, are getting the gold version that competing and the mindset work that they're doing, you brought up earlier kind of dissociating our thoughts from mm -hmm. who we are. Is yeah. that part of what's going through their heads of like them having beliefs and being like, that's just my brain. That's not me. Yeah, that's not who you are. Because mm. here's the thing. Your brain is wired to keep you safe. 
Olympic athletes aren't doing safe things. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur, you're not doing safe things by stepping into the unknown or pivoting or doing something different, right? Your brain's wired to keep you safe. Your brain would way rather have certainty, even if that certainty is causing you pain, than have uncertainty and growth. If you can grasp that, this helps kind of shed a light of like, oh my gosh, when I'm trying to do something new, I notice a lot of chatter comes up, a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of the crap is coming up. And it's because your brain is wired to keep you safe and predict things, not make you happy, not set you up for success or growth. And anytime you're doing something new or different or like trying to achieve a new goal, whether it's weight loss, Olympic athlete, do a pivot, new business, make more money, that's not safe to your brain because it doesn't know. You can't predict that. It's like it's growth. It's like outside of its comfort zone. So what it's going to do is convince you to come back to your comfort zone. Or if you go out, this happened to me and it happens to a lot of people, you go and do another pivot. And as soon as you have a little blip, a little hiccup of trouble or your launch didn't go the way you want it to, your brain's like, see, I told you so. You can do it. Who are you to do this? Like it's just mm. this chatter. So when you can disassociate and recognize this is how my brain is actually, it's wired for survival, not to make me happy, not to make me grow. And then you can kind of envision the voices of like little dragons. It helps you disassociate any meaning you attach it to yourself. Mm. When you say that, especially again, I, I just forgive me, but I love, I love pulling the fact that, that you're an Olympic trainer into all I of this. I used to be, I'm a former Olympic trainer. Former Olympic trainer. Yeah. You're still one in my book. You're the only one I know. So I athletes, but I don't work with them as much anymore. But yeah. I just I love thinking about the Olympian when we're talking about mindset work. Mm. Because I think that a lot of times we talk about, oh, with the right mindset, you can build your business, you can do these things differently, you can act differently. But I really love that we're starting here about like the voices in our heads and how that mm. can slow us down. And like the Olympic component of like speed and like the the fastest wins the race mm -hmm. because i think a lot of from my perspective and you can correct me if i'm wrong a lot of the magic of what you do isn't necessarily helping people with their mindset so that they act differently in the world it's just that they don't slow themselves down totally get out of your own way that yeah. like if you get some of my job or what i do it's like i help you get out of your own way so you can yeah. there and easier. That's it. It's like, <laughs> like here's what you can do for yeah. you to produce more outputs during totally. the day and during the week. Yeah. Because we all have things. I know of one thing on my calendar today where it's like, this is the thing that I know I need to be doing for my business, but it feels heavy. Yeah. There are, you know, mental things happening in my mind that are making me procrastinate on it. Totally. But if all of those blocks lifted, I mean, I could do that three times a day instead of once. Yeah. Or you get open to different possibilities. Like when we're so stuck and like, oh, I need to do this and like things feel heavy, we only can see what's right in front of us, right? Whether it's a problem or a task or something. But then we can like expand your perception. It's like, do I even need to do that? Can I delegate mm. it? Can I do this differently? Can I make it yeah. more fun? So you're actually enjoying it. So then when we like, especially as entrepreneurs, like we're in the business of solving problems. And it's silly to think that we're not going to experience problems in our business or experience things that we don't necessarily want to do. But in those moments, can we reframe and think about the thing, the issue, the problem, the task differently and get from this expansive possibility and see it from different perspectives? You might be like, 
wait a second, I don't even need to do that. Or maybe this person on my team would be a better fit for this. And I can actually focus on the 5% tasks. So it's just helping like shift your perspective, get out of problem mode, get out of focusing so heavily on things that aren't moving you forward and getting your results faster. Because there's always like so many ways you can do anything. Like there's ways, but we usually just focus on like the one thing. Uh, And for so many of us too, we get tripped up and like focus on the wrong things that don't actually move the needle or the problems. And then you're like, so focused on the problem. You're like, can't see all of the, all of the solutions around you. Can we do a fun game actually? Yeah. Okay. So when we're focusing on the problem, whatever the problem is, injury, no money in my bank account. Oh, I have to do this task, whatever. If you were to look around your room right now, Joey, can you tell me everything you see that is green? Just everything? Like, yeah. Just like name, like you can just like count. Like, hey, there, there's a, there's a, you want me to t- like rattle them off? Just, just count them. You can just count them. Okay. Off. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Cool. So you found six things. Can you tell me now how many purple things you saw? No, not at all. Right. Because our focus and attention was looking on the green thing. So in business and in where in life, so many of us focus on the problem. We don't mm. even see all the possibilities and solutions around us, right? Which might be the purple things or the red things or the yellow things. And so it's just about helping you shift, get out of your mm. own way. <laughs> To really, yeah, get your, your results faster and easier. I don't know if you've, have you done that before? I love that. That reminds me, I've never done that exercise, but I have done like the watch this video and look for whatever. And then right. after it's over, like, did you catch this? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, how did I miss that thing? No. So I love this. I want to dive into these invisible dragons and you're going to go in detail on these dragons in your workshop next week, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. We go through like, especially if you don't know me or really know mindset work, or maybe you've done mindset work and you've done lots of like journaling affirmations, whatever, like no matter who you are, how successful you are, what type of work you've done, if you're aware of your dragons, if you're not, this workshop is going to highlight a lot of things that most people aren't taught or aware of and give you a different perspective as to, again, what potentially are these dragons getting in your way or how do you start to slay and train your dragons or, oh my God, this is how my brain works. This makes total sense. It's not about me. And it kind of lifts this like, I like to think it's like you can breathe almost a bit more because here's the thing when we're, especially as I'm a, a solopreneur where I'm well, mainly building my business by myself in my computer room. And when I'm in this space, it's so easy to just be like in my own space, get into my own stuff. And I don't actually see the other things around me that could help support me. And I, it's so easy for me to get into a pit if I let it. But when you get into a room and understand a bit about how your brain works, you start to recognize your own dragons. You have the awareness of it you then start to get into community or talk about it. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Like you go from thinking you're like this unique unicorn of like, oh, I'm the only one thinking this and the only one with this problem. You're like, no, 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 no. Everyone has those thoughts. Yeah. Everyone has those problems. High performers know how to slay and train them and get back on the horse. Those who aren't where they want to be don't know how to do that yet. So how do we get you to be that high performer you know is inside of you? Yeah. Love it. No, and this is just, this is so good. And oh, and I love that too. Cause I think that it's, you and I have been in programs before where you kind of understand the principles and they make sense, but when you actually work through them and you apply them and you're like, well, here was what was in my head when I tried to do this real time with the group, it is just the next level of a performance boost. Absolutely. Yeah. So 
how many invisible dragons are there? Oh, there's lots. <laughs> okay, there's some main ones, and we'll okay. list off a couple. But like, and this is fun because it might the words might not resonate with you. So, and I'll give you an example of that because I didn't resonate with this, but based on my behavior, I realized I had this dragon. So, especially as entrepreneurs uh, or anyone trying to make a change, imposter syndrome is such a big one. Like, who am I to be doing this? Mm. Fear of judgment, right? So, like, worried about what your friends and family what they're going to think or your past clients. Self doubt. Can you even do this? self-worth that's the one i didn't think i had and a lot of people don't think they have this one but mm. based on your behaviors your behaviors highlight how you feel about yourself and also then the thoughts and beliefs you have about yourself so i'll do i'm going to do a sidestep i always do this we have like eighty thousand thoughts a day most of those thoughts are negative they say about 80 percent are negative thoughts and most of those thoughts are on repeat from the past so you can imagine if you're having old thoughts that are negative, continually going all day long in your subconscious mind, you're just going to keep repeating the same things, right? But thoughts come before how we feel. So emotions or state. If you don't like the word emotion, some people are like, I don't like emotions. Okay, it's how you feel, like your state, right? So subconscious thoughts are going, they come before our state and how we feel, mm -hmm. which comes before our behaviors and actions, Yep. which come before our results. So if I feel like crap, I'm in this crazy self-doubt pit, I'm going to feel stressed and like not confident and like whatever that's going to show up for me, which is probably going to lead me to do certain behaviors and actions that aren't actually helping my goals, like binging Netflix or just like procrastinating or overwhelm, overthinking, not doing the things that I need to do, but the easy things that are like clean the house, right? Which delays my results to my goals. Right. So there's this pattern that happens and we can interrupt and understand and catch that pattern. It's like, okay. So the back to the self-worth thing, I ran a program and I kept wanting to get testimonials for this program. And I didn't walk around saying, I don't have self-worth. Like we don't get born and be like, oh, I'd actually like a little bit of self. Just give me a little bit of self-worth and, you know, sprinkle in a bit of imposter syndrome and add in some self-doubt. Like we don't, we're not born saying that we take on these programs from zero to seven. But the problem is these programs are running the show unless we learn how to reprogram and reframe and shift them. So you can look at your behaviors and see if this story relates. I ran a program, got great testimonials, and I still had self-doubt. I still was like, oh, I need more, I need more. Okay, well, how many more, Dania? How many more testimonials? What's the number that's gonna be like, hey, you're gonna get this number and then you're finally gonna believe in yourself and it's gonna be good enough and you're gonna have confidence pitching it. And so it was in my behavior that I was able to dictate, oh my gosh, this is not a testimonial thing. The program rocks. This is a self-worth thing. Like I'm trying to prove myself by getting all these testimonials. And it, until I was able to identify that and work on that self-worth dragon, I was still in this situation of like kind of pitching my program, like, eh, it's okay, it's good. But it's like, no, no, this changes people's lives. And mm. it, it just helps me show up differently. So. Hopefully that helps describe like yeah. so many different dragons that appear. Most of us don't know what they are. I didn't, like I said, I didn't walk around saying, I don't have self-worth. I don't think I'm enough. And some people right. do, there's no judgment there. But based on your behaviors, based on where you're at with your results and your health, your wealth, your business, your family, relationship, whatever it is, based on that, if you're not there, what's preventing us from getting there? And oftentimes it's these invisible dragons that we either do know about, but don't know how to slay or train them, 
or we have no idea, but we're just like trying to work hard and do all the things without actually addressing them. And until you address them, they are going to run the show. Yeah. This, I love this because you're clarifying for me and hopefully everyone who's, who's watching and listening that a huge part of this is identifying awareness. Yeah. A million percent. Once you've identified them, can you give us some tips on how you slay them? Because absolutely, I, the way that you talk about this sounds great. Is it just like a you a simple reframe? Is it like deep work? Do you have like a daily dragon kind of a ritual? I love this. So hey, you're gonna hate my answer. <laughs> it depends. Nope, I'm a lawyer. I love that answer. It totally depends because it depends on a few things. For I will say this, when people understand how their brain works, they then can learn how to either shift their states. Remember state happens after your thoughts. Those happen subconsciously all the time. But if we're not sure where our attention is and our thoughts are, we can base it on how we feel. Do I feel confident or do I feel like crap? Right? So we can learn how to shift our state either by going from the psychology perspective through thought, through different exercises, like interpretations, reframing it, different perspective things. But if that negative thought is caught hold and it's like running the show and it's like the dragon is growing and you're just like, I can't just like stop my thought. We can switch it from physiology, different physiology tricks we go through. But then if you're in the program worth coaching with me, I teach you how to reprogram it. So that's where the NLP stuff can come in. So it depends because it could just be coaching questions. It could be the reframes you learn from the psychology perspective. It could be the physiology reframes. Or it could be doing various NLP techniques that are like timeline and you go back in your subconscious mind or hypnosis or EFT tapping. So, and the reason it depends is like, there's not a one size fits all. You might hate EFT tapping, but love doing the physiology tweaks to shift your perspective and shift your dragon. And then with the subconscious mind, it's just about repetition. So the fun thing was with NLP techniques, you can speed up that repetition because you're accessing your subconscious mind and helping reprogram it. And then you're adding in support to help reprogram by doing various other physiology or psychology, psychologically, <laughs> psychological aspects to help reaffirm that through repetition. But it's not a one size fits all, mm. which is important to recognize because how many people right now are like trying the one strategy, the whether it's business or maybe you're even in maybe you call yourself a personal development junkie and you're like, Dania, I've done the journaling, I've done the affirmation, right? I've read all the books what the frick you're like yeah you just either haven't hit the root of your dragon or what you're doing is not working for you and you're trying to force yourself in one box Mm. it's not a one size fits all and and how much of the awareness comes from just introspection versus having someone like you observe us for a while and be like i noticed this tell me more (laughs) so the this is what i do when i coach I love to teach a little bit because I feel like when you know a little bit, um, you can apply it. So you start to begin to learn how to catch your words. Like what words are you saying? Because words are the language of the brain and the brain remembers like all your subconscious programming. Mm -hmm. So even when we're like, oh, I need to do this or I can't do that or whatever, that is highlighting to me as a coach. Okay, cool. There's some stuff going on here. As a student going through or client going through, you begin to start catching those words, catching those phrases on your own. And then again, you're applying the tools you learn in the program to help you actually reframe, reshift, like slay, mm-hmm. slay and train your dragons, right? So I will say though, every high performer I know values having a, someone in their corner. 
whether mm. it's for free or hiring a coach or community, because here's the thing, you don't know what you don't know. So how do you know what to ask? Even if you have all the awareness in the world, you still can't read the label from inside the jar. So you might have an awareness like, oh, I've got this dragon, yeah. but then it's like, I don't know how it's coming up. I don't know how it's showing for me. I don't know how to slay or train that even if I have all the tools and having a coach shift and ask you questions is massive. And I can give the example of what James did for me, if that helps or. Yeah. So I was that person who tried all the strategies. You want to talk about someone working hard? This girl, like I would 20 hours a day. I'm not joking you like sold my car. Like I'm committed. I'm in this. I'm doing this. Took all the programs did all the strategies worked my butt off. And yet my results were like, huh? my friends would ask me like, how's it going, Dania? And I'm like, I would just be embarrassed. I didn't know what to say. Like I would clam mm. up. And I didn't understand why I'm like, I'm working so freaking hard. I don't understand this. I'm stressed out. I got to the point of burnout. I got to the point of having panic attacks that I didn't know were panic attacks because I was trying to force an effort, all these things. And James to me was coaching me when we went through our coaching training. And he's like, ask me the simplest question, such a simple question, but it like broke me. You probably were on that call. Remember I started crying a lot. <laughs> I cried a lot, but I couldn't have asked myself this question. Even if you know the questions, ask yourself sometimes when someone else asks it to you in a slightly different way, yeah. it's like, it's like it, your guard goes down in your brain and you're just like, okay, whoa. But he asked me a question. It was about alignment. And he would be like, I see how hard you're working. And I just need to ask you this, what do you want to be doing? And I was like, I just want to help people. Like a big value of mine is helping people achieve autonomy back then. And still mm. partly it's physical autonomy. Cause for me, your body, if I can't do what I want to do, my body's holding me back. That's going to affect not only my psychology, but my happiness. Cause I love adventuring. But then I started witnessing coaching and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how do I help people achieve like mental autonomy? How do I help people equip them with the tools? And he asked me the question around Daniel, if both could be really successful, like the physical therapy side of things, the training, the like online injury thing, that was like multiple sky's the limit. And then this other thing you're kind of contemplating, which was coaching at the time, if both could be successful, what would you choose? And I broke down crying. So I'm like, oh my God, I would choose the coaching. Mm. Now the fact is they kind of go hand in hand. Sure. But for me, I was like, I never would have gotten there had I not had someone ask me a question, help me see the label outside of the jar. I was so in my groove, like working hard, trying all the things. And yeah. it just took that one question to shift my perspective and be like, oh. And then it's like the pivot started happening. Then the awareness of myself started happening. Then I could actually, from that point, look back and be like, oh, these patterns I'm recognizing, seeing in myself. And so it's a combination, back to your original question, it depends. Yeah. But every Olympic athlete, every successful business person, every person who is reaching goals gets the coach in their corner or a community in their corner or people who are mentors in their corner because you can't know, you can't see what you can't see and you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't know what I didn't know until someone else saw like, dude, you're hustling your butt off. What are you doing? Like, you're not like, I could never have gotten there had I not had someone ask me that question. So whether it's the tools, whether it's learning about yourself and your own awareness and also having someone read the label for you that you can't see, it all helps you move forward. Did I answer your question? I go on. That was great. No, thank you. And I really appreciate like the holistic integrative answer. But is there anything else about the workshop that you can give us a little teaser of or a nugget for anybody who's like, this sounds cool, but you know, my week's a little packed. Totally. Um, what 
I, I know that what you do is so valuable. What would you say to someone who's like about to put this on their calendar to say like, you better sign up, here's the link because this is gonna be however long of a training it is, like worth your time. An hour, yeah. Awesome. I would just ask yourself, just genuinely check in with yourself. Look at your goals, look where you are in your life and with anything, right? Look at where you wanna go ask yourself how long you've been working or efforting or trying hard to get there. Um, regardless if you know the mindset stuff or not, regardless if things are going smoothly or not, because there's always more room to grow. And if you knew that by attending this training, you would almost like release this, like maybe the heavy baggage or like you had some, like one epiphany, one mindset shift, one thing that could help you reach your goals easier and faster emphasis on easier. Mm. What would that be worth to you? Right? What would that be worth to just be able to learn about yourself a little bit, understand your dragons, how to shift them and actually like move forward with ease and speed to get to your goals easier and faster. Yes. Ease right? and speed. I love that. Speed. Yeah. Danielle, this is so good. Again, we'll make sure that the, the link to sign up for next Wednesday's training is available. And I believe that this podcast will launch next Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, cool. make, you know, fast hands. If you guys are watching live or on the replay, I would love it if, you know, we talked about a lot of great stuff today. Let us know in the comments what your biggest takeaway was. And, and similarly, Dania, what would you say should be people's like number one takeaway from this conversation? You're not your thoughts. Mm. Every thought you have is very normal. Any situation you're in right now, you have the power to change. Except unless you learn how to slay and train your dragons, it's going to be a very hard uphill battle but change is possible. Your goals that you set are completely possible. If one person out there has done it, you can do it too. It's just probably not with the same current level of thinking you're at. Whatever strategy you're applying right now, if you're in that hustle work hard mode, if we can shift how you're seeing things and shift your mindset, that's when the sky's the limit of your goals and dreams. So just detach, think of your thoughts as dragons and start having that process and just start seeing the epiphanies and clarity come through. That's such a, such a lighter way of thinking about it. Oh, and, yeah. and I love it because sometimes it can feel very much like, how can I minimize these thoughts that I have and how can I kind of push back or block them? Totally. Um, and I love this, this way of just saying, that's not you. And how can you just kind of gain awareness of them as they happen and then kind of just make more of like a game of these Ooh. are dragons that I'm slaying yeah. versus... Oh my gosh, I I don't know why my head went here, but I remember when I was little, I had watched so many rom-coms that when I started to like want my first girlfriend, I was like, yeah, but like, what if I cheat on her? Wow, yeah. And it was just, it was very much like a, that's what happens apparently on these shows. So right. like, what if I do these bad things? Yeah. And it clicked for me later on. And I'm just reminding of, reminded of it now that like a lot of times there are things that we are afraid of doing or not doing because they go against some values that we have. Mm -hmm. And to your point earlier on in the episode, when we start to have those thoughts on repeat so much, yep. now we start to feel like, oh, I am an insane person. And if people understand the real me, they'll get freaked out. Totally. And those, it's the exact opposite. That's not yeah. the real you. That's yeah. just your brain trying to keep you safe and in yeah. your comfort zone. And you can like, 
you might even ask like, how is that my brain trying to keep me safe? Right. You're in that moment. It could have been like your brain's trying to protect you from heartbreak. It doesn't want yeah. to be heartbroken. So let's just feed you with these thoughts of like, what if you cheat on her, Joey? And let's just avoid that whole scenario altogether. We don't want you getting hurt. So we know you're good single. We know you're good here. Oh my gosh, how dare you go on that road? So it's when you're like, how is me self-sabotaging keeping me safe or like a good thing? And it's just when you learn how your brain works, the one thing I'll just end with is neurons that fire together, wire together. Probably heard that before. But I've never heard that before. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, tell me more. Well, so when we have a thought and we have this thought on repeat, it just starts, it's like more neurons start happening and like connecting. And it's like, then you're starting to build like a really strong pathway. Think of it like a train track, right? A really deep train track. But then when you're trying to have these new thoughts or do new perspective, one, I just got to say this, I'm not for like toxic positivity. This isn't like, just mm. ignore your thoughts. No, no, no. We, if we don't uproot them and reshift and reprogram them, they will just run the show. You can't just be toxic positive. But what we can understand with neuroplasticity in the brain is if you were able to have a thought and think on a repeat and it was going to create this like strong train track in your brain, right? You have the power to shift that and think a new thought and create a new train track. And it's almost like you're, you know, if you've been on a train, I don't know I'm going to, <laughs> but like you pull the yeah. train, it's like changes the direction. Like, okay, yeah, I've got toys. No longer this way, but we're just going to, oh, we're going this route. You can do that, right? So it's like. Very you start cool. to understand a little bit about your brain, not like we're going to this crazy anatomy subject, but it lifts the veil of like this fear and like, oh my God, things about yourself. It helps you breathe, understand you are not your thoughts. You're not your brain, but your brain has the power to shift and reprogram and have new thoughts and build a new train track. So if there's just some power in that of like, oh my gosh, I can now look back on certain instances and be like, oh yeah, I can see how my brain was trying to protect me there or keep me safe or even if it's like things that don't make any sense, right? Like, how is this, how is me watching Netflix a good thing? Well, when you start to learn about what, how habits are and your brain just trying to like, oh my God, you're about to do your webinar and this is scary. You might get judged and you have this imposter syndrome. Let's avoid that. Cue the shutdown low. Let's just, oh, come to Netflix because that's familiar. It's comfortable. It makes you feel happy. It releases endorphins. You start to understand the patterns and like, oh, you sneaky little dragon. I see you. Like you just, it's just disassociation and, no matter how successful and how much money you have and how serious you are, it's still kind of this like fun game of, oh, I see you. Like I, I love that we're ending there because I think sometimes people think that mindset is a game that you've already won. Right. Like you see the the post on Instagram talk about how like mindset's important and you're not your thoughts and you just like heart. Yeah. Agree. I love this. <laughs> yeah check where your approach is like this work never stops it gets easier though goodness mm, gracious it's yeah. way easier and of the gate we talk forever but i want you to imagine if you are if you have ever learned how to play an instrument or played a sport right yeah in the beginning you suck it's like embarrassing it's like you are i'll use the basketball example when i learned how to dribble back when i was young it was like looking at the ball with two hands like okay well, obviously I'm not going to be very good and get to the, like, make the team if that's how I work. But if it's, if I work at it, I eventually go from looking down to looking up to then one hand to then my bad hand, to then doing moves. And then it becomes this unconscious automatic thing where I'm just playing basketball and not thinking about how my body's doing things. It just happens. The same thing happens with your mindset. It's always working, but it gets easier and you get more automatic at it. So in the beginning it's work and you suck at it and it's like uncomfortable, but the better you get, 
the more you practice, more consistent you are with it, it gets mm. easier and becomes more automatic. I love that. Tanya, thank you so much for your time. Again, we're getting a lot of hearts and likes. Uh, you. you guys, please give some love to Dania in the, in the comments if you're watching this live or on the replay and you've enjoyed it. Dania, thanks again so much for your time. And everybody else, I will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Business Growth Advantage with me, Joey C. Vitale. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week. Learn the